morning church. It's so good to be with you, and uh, it's a great privilege to know your pastor, Don, and uh, I don't know his wife yet, Mary, but we will meet hopefully in second service, and uh, I really value our relationship, friendship. Your pastor is very sincere, and uh, that's what will matter, and I know this is very important, and and as he uh, he said, well, if I I told him I will be in the Washington State. We have conference here. I met a couple of people. I'm here with my brother, my friend. And um, he said, I, I told him, you know, I will be here. I want to just maybe get for a couple of classes. So he asked if I can come and preach. And it's really, really privileged for me to be here. One thing, what I want to just know, uh, want to let you know, you're not going to sleep tonight. I mean today, because very often people, uh, when they come to church. That you know, they, they sit in such a comfortable seat and they relax and they listen sermon. And sometimes in our church, people have tendency to sleep. I don't know, maybe because because of a lay very busy city and only Sunday when they can get rest. But you're not gonna sleep because I will preach. In order for you to understand me, you gotta be very careful with my you know to to listen every word because you might lose the whole meaning of the sermon. You know, when I leave and my helpers, you know, come and replace and they preach, our church relaxes because they don't have to think, you know, twice because, you know, they all speak English, you know, much better than I. But just want to kind of greet you and our, uh, from our church from Los Angeles, and it's a really, really great privilege for me to be here. Um, speaking about our ministry, our ministry is very multi-ethnic, and uh, I'm very happy that I live in L.A., I remember one time about six months ago, I went to Wisconsin. There is a city, Pewaukee, and uh, I went to a restaurant at night, and I was surprised because in restaurant, I only see white people. I did not see Hispanic. I did not see African-American, all white. It's unusual for LA. So then I decided to go and get coffee, and the Starbucks was closed, so I stopped at driveway uh, at McDonald's. And they said, okay, how can I help you? And I said, I would like to get coffee latte. And they could not understand me. And then I said, I want to get latte cafe. So I tried to change, you know, the pronunciation, and they still could not get it. Then they called another guy, and that guy over this, you know, speaker, he said, how can I help you? I said, well, I want to get coffee latte. I said, we don't understand you. Please come to the uh, window. So I came, and I said, just give me coffee. And then when I arrived to L.A. and I said, I'm so thankful that I live in L.A. because I never have this kind of problem. People understand me because, you know, probably half of Los Angeles, they speak with some kind of accent. We have so many different nationalities. And I feel so comfortable because in our church we have a, we used to have five nationalities. Now we have four ethnic groups. We start church in the morning and the last service finish at about 9 p.m. So all day we have a Brazilian's. Uh, we have a Russian, we have American, we have Japanese, we used to have Armenians. Armenians was the first nation who received Christianity. It's, I think, three, uh, 301 AD, they received Christianity as a whole nation. And when you go and preach to them, they say, you know what, Pastor, we were Christian even before Christ was born. Because we're Armenians, they have their own pride. But, you know, the, each. Each nationality, they have something unique. And when you realize that in kingdom, there will be so many different people, and we need to get used to now, you know. And, uh, and when I start praying, and I, you know, first when I start uh, ministry in 1998, I was, I was just 
trying to reach Russian, my culture, my people, because the best preachers, teachers, that's Americans. We learn from you. And uh, I was thinking, you know, that's probably God brought me here to reach people who live in L.A., like Russian. There, there is a big community. And uh, in 2005, God started telling me that I have to open my heart for different people, specifically for Americans. And I was resist because for three years when I was in school, I purposely carried my Bible in Russian. I did not carry American Bible because I did not want to know scripture from, you know, like in English. It's easy for me to understand. But God started changing my heart, my life. And since 2006, I'm preaching every Sunday at English church. We have American congregation, about maybe 115, 120 people. We have a Russian around 100. So every Sunday I preach morning service in English and second, uh, same sermon just in Russian. And uh, we have a Brazilian pastor. Sometimes I preach at the evening, but most of the time they're taking care on their own. So that's our ministry. And I just want to greet you, and I'm so happy to be with you. Pastor Dan asked me about a month ago to preach about healing. That means I should not preach too much. When you talk about healing, you need to pray, right? But I want to share a little bit about um, healing. We, as a four-square church, we do believe that Jesus is our healer. And I want to just read from Declaration of Our Faith. As a church, as a four-square, uh, we believe that divine healing is the power of Lord Jesus Christ to heal the sick and afflicted in answer to believing prayer. And everybody who agree with me will say, Amen. Amen. Then he who is, the, who is the same yesterday, today, and forever has never changed, but is still in all sufficient help in the time of trouble, able to meet the need of and quicken the body into newness of life, as well as the soul and the spirit in answer to the faith of them who ever pray with submission to his divine and sovereign will. So that's what we believe as a four square. And I believe today we're going to, as we're going to have a prayer, I want you to come with expectation, not just to know that God can heal someone, but will heal me today. And even if you not have any sickness or disease in your body, you feel healthy, there may be emotional wounds that you have from your past, and God wants you to be restored and healed. Because one of the unique things about church, church has a power. We not just bring message, we not just talk about theory, we exercise the power of God in our life and our church. And I do believe the churches, we should return back and Bring the power of God into the churches. Sometimes we replace today very popular. People think, you know, we don't have to go to church. You know, we can have a church over, you know, watching TV. We can, you know, we have an easy way to pay our tithe today. All kinds of programs. So I'm a part of the invisible church. But listen, when you get in trouble, when you get into the hospital, the, the pastor you part of, you know, who's on TV, he don't know you. He's not going to come. He will not be able to pray for you. He's not going to even know that you exist. So therefore, today I just want to tell you, you know, it's so important to be here, present physically, because God will work through us, in us. And when you are physically here and you're worshiping God, Bible says that where two or three will gather together, there will be His presence. And whoever agree with me will say... His presence is here like a few weeks from now. The whole nation 
of United States will celebrate Easter or Passover, we're all going to talk about um, resurrection of Jesus Christ. And Bible says that the same Spirit which resurrected Jesus Christ from the death today lives in you. How many of you might say amen to that? Because he said if that's the same power which was in Jesus today in you, you disqualify from being a loser. You disqualify to give up on your life. You disqualify to be depressed. You disqualify to be sick. You disqualify to be cursed. You qualify to be blessed. And today, that's what, you know, makes me excited because, you know, God says, you're not going to just preach the word. There will be power. And I do believe today God will touch you and God will bless you. I just want to tell you a story. You know, when we, come, when we came to United States, I came 24 years ago with our family. And uh, as we arrived, and I remember a time when we just, you know, started, you know, learning English. You know, for us it was really difficult, especially for me. I didn't learn much of English in my country. So when I came here, we tried to compare some words that you know with the words that you learn. And I remember, um, you know, there is a word like kitchen chicken. You know, I always kind of confused. And, um, you know, when you, you know, and I learned, okay, kitchen. I know kitchen. So that's a kitchen. So chicken, chicken, you know, something close. So, and you kind of remember the word. Then uh, uh, in our church, there was a pastor, Brazilian church, uh, pastor. His name was Antero. And it was a little bit difficult to remember. And then I said, okay, what's the word I know? Okay, Pantera. Okay, Antara, Pantera. Okay, so I got it. And I remember one time the pastor from India came, and he greeted the pastor, and he said, I'm so glad to see Pastor Pantera here. <laughs> so, and I, I realized, so he learned the same way. Then I invite Brazilian pastor to my home, and he came to our home, and he looked in our, church, I mean, in our apartment, and he said, well, I like your chicken here. And I said, where is the chicken? You know, and then I realized he learned the same way as I do. Well, like I said, I, uh, I do know that God want to do something great in your church. And uh, not just today, but he wants to do this year. And very often when we look back, we remember time when God really touched our life. But I want to tell you, this year should be the best year. And the following year, even was, it should be supposed to be better. Very, very often people rehearse their past. And they say, well, 20 years ago, America was not the way, not, not as today. We are saying, you know, 20 years ago, we have uh, so many jobs, opportunities, so many business opportunities. We were so blessed. Our church was so powerful. And we rehearse our past. But past, that's a history. You cannot return it. But God says, I give you another day, and this is a day that the Lord has made, and He wants you to understand that He has something great for this day, for this year. And as we approach, you know, I, for me today, and this year, the best year of my life, although I'm here for 24 years, and I remember time when I just arrived, but I want to tell you today is the best day of my life, and tomorrow will be the best day of my life. And I try to understand that God, if you gave me another day to live, I know you have something great for me to do, and I want to be just obedient to you, and I want to follow you. Well, speaking about us as a church and speaking about healing, I just want to tell you that as we started this year in our church, we started praying the prayer of Jabez. Jabez prayed, and he said he, he was among his brother, and, and his mother called him Jabez because she was 
when she has um, uh, when he has to be born, she give birth in pain, and she call him Jabez. Jabez meaning painful. And some scholar says that he has some. Uh, uh, it looks like he he was either handicapped or some ha- kind of problems. And Bible says that he said, "Well, I'm not agree with my destiny and name." Can you imagine being called pain? Any time you come and somebody call you, "Oh, pain's here," you know, "Oh, let's go, to, let's go and have a fun with pain," you know, like and people kind of. And he said, "No, I have to change my destiny. That's not what I was born for." And he started changing, and he said, "Lord." Bless me indeed. You know, not just bless me a little bit, not bless me partial, no, bless me indeed. Really, Lord, bless me. And Bible says then, he said, Lord, extend my territory and let your hand be upon me and protect me from my enemies. And Bible says that prayer pleased God and God bless him. And as we as a church, we have to realize that we live in a New Testament. We have a more blessing. We are more privileged because Jesus Christ died. He was resurrected and He said, all the blessing is offered to you. But very often we don't believe it. The biggest obstacle for Jesus was people did not believe. He went to the place to place. He prayed for sick. Anywhere he goes, he prayed for sick. And he came to his city. People did not believe in him. And Bible says that he still prayed for people and they got, sick. I mean, they got healed. Because he always wanted people to be healed. That's his will. Very often people say, well, I don't know if that's a God will for me to be healed. Well, then don't drink medicine. If God wants you to be sick, then, then, then go, don't go to hospital. Stay sick until you die. But we all realize that we want to be healed. If I got a headache, I pray, Lord, heal me. If I don't get healing, I go and get Tylenol. Because I don't want to have that pain. And very often we kind of like, well, I don't know if that's God's will. God's will for you to be healed. God's will for you not to walk and be sick. He wants you to be healed. I remember a story one time, one lady in our church, she came with the walker. She was a truck driver. Not very often you can see a woman to be truck driver. So we got used to see a man truck driver. But she was a truck driver for many years and she got hurt. And uh, one of her ner- nerves and her back was damaged. And as she walked, her, uh, one of her legs kind of didn't obey and she can fell very easy. And she came to our church. She was very depressed. Although she was a Christian, she believed in Christ. She came very depressed. And uh, one day we have a retreat. And she said, I want to go to a retreat. We went to a retreat. And... Uh, when we were there, one of the topics was about healing. And I want to tell you, I don't remember who prayed for her. She doesn't remember who prayed for her. You know, so many people pray for one another and she got healed instantly. And as we went back to church, she brought that walker in the car and says, take it to the church. And I thought, like a pastor, sometimes, you know, we teach people to be faithful, but we have a sometimes hard time believing. And I thought, maybe she will come back in a week, ask money for again for Walker. So let's just keep that Walker in our closet. And we kept that Walker, I mean, that Walker for about two years. And one time we did clean up and we just throw away. And she was completely healed and fully restored. And she's healed until today. God heals today. And God heals not just through some special, super, 
spiritual, like maybe like your pastor. No, he heals from people who believe in Jesus. Bible says those who believe, signs and wonders should follow. You know, God says that if you lay your hands upon the sick people, they will be healed. So, and very often for us, when we hear people got healed, that's a miracle. So we take them to TV show and we try to expose to the whole world that God heals. But that should be part of our life. And it's not supposed to be only happening here. Don't bring people to church and say, let's go. I want, to pray. I want my pastor pray for you. No, pray at your workplace. Pray at the marketplace. Pray at your uh, place where you stand, like school you go. You see somebody gets sick, you know, pray. Don't try to, you know, sometimes we want people to become Christian first and then pray for them. But very often, you know, the sign that they receive healing can lead them to faith, to healer. Of course, the ultimate goal is to bring everybody to healer, to Jesus. But God says you have to practice this. And very often, being in America, we don't feel that we need to be healed. Very often, we believe more in doctor, what doctors said. You know, I remember one guy, he used to smoke so much. He smoked like a couple packs of cigarettes a day. And we were telling him, you know what, you've got to stop smoking. Because even if you get that cigarette pack, there it says it can cause cancer. And he said, well, whatever, my dad smoked all his life and he never had cancer, so I will be okay. And one day he started getting a problem with his lungs. He went to the doctor, doctor, doctor diagnosed and says, you know what, you have a pre-cancer kind of condition. So if you will continue smoke, you know, you will die of cancer. And he believed in the word of the doctor and he stopped smoking. So very often we don't believe too much to the word of God, but God says, I am your healer. When God took Israel from Egypt, he healed every person. As they leave Egypt and move into the promised land, there was no sick people among the Israelites. When you came before God, when you left you know, your world, when you left the Egypt, and you go into the promised land, God says, I want you to experience blessing. And it all belongs to you. You know, when we understand, Lord, yes, we're not against doctors. Not, we're not against medicine. But first, before you go to doctor, try to pray. You know, just exercise your faith. Come before God with expectation. Call pastor and ask them to pray over you with laying hands. And expect God to heal before you go to the doctor. Very often we do opposite. We go to the doctor, to another doctor. And when the doctor says, you know what, that's an incurable disease. You cannot be healed. Just, you know, just prepare yourself. Then we run to the doctor, I mean to, the, to Jesus and say, Lord, that's it. Doctors give up. Please help us. But God says, I want you to be healed. And uh, if you have a Bible, please open with me. Matthew chapter 8, verse 5. And whoever found it, say amen. Whoever found And I would like to have somebody, usually in our church, um, I have somebody who reads for me. That doesn't mean that I don't know how to read. I just, you know, feel you can understand better if somebody will read for you. So, uh, Matthew chapter 8, verse 5 to 10. Can someone read for me?
Well, when uh, this is a story, and there are a lot of stories, anywhere Jesus go, Jesus always heal people. And one time when he met this guy, Roman officer, who was in the military, and uh, it's very interesting that he pray and he asked Lord to heal. And Lord, like normally we say, well, if there will be presence of God in our church, probably I will be healed. So we run to Benihin Crusades, we run to different places, we try to find the presence of God. But here, you know, this guy came and he said, Lord, don't need to come to my house. You know, usually we wanted Jesus to be in our home, but he said, no, I don't deserve it. But I know something about you, that if you will say just a word, my servant will be healed. And Jesus, when he heard this guy, officer, Roman officer, he wasn't a Jew. He wasn't a disciple of Jesus. He didn't walk with Jesus. He didn't see what Jesus can do. He probably heard about Jesus. But he had such a strong faith that he said, Lord, I do know that if you just say the word, then he will come, uh, it will come to fulfillment. And uh, when Jesus heard that, he turned to his disciple and says, I haven't seen faith as this guy has in entire Israel. That means Mary, Mother Mary had no faith like this guy. That means, you know, all disciples of Jesus had no faith like this guy. And because of his faith, his answer was granted. You know, his servant received healing. And very often when we ask God, you know, to heal, God wants us to be healed. The only problem, we have obstacles for God to, you know, to receive healing. Very often we have some, some kind of, you know, misunderstanding about healing. Very often we think the healing I will receive as a reward of me being a good guy, being a good Christian, being, you know, like usually, you know, normally pray and have a devotional time. Then I can maybe qualify to be healed. And God says, no, that's a gift. You don't have to deserve it. You have to just receive it. And, you know, there, there was a guy, you know, probably you know, he lives in um, California. His name is Greg Laurie. He said, my son um, asked me to go to Disneyland. And uh, he said, well, I want to get my friends. So he bought tickets for all the friends. And uh, right before they, you know, left the house, you know, the guy, one, one of his friends called and says, I cannot go with you because something happened. So they went to Disneyland and decided, well, we'll just find somebody who needed Disneyland ticket, and we will just give it for free. We're going to bless someone. So as they arrived to Disneyland, he said, I went to the line where people wanted to buy, and said, who wants to get free Disney ticket? And guess what? People start getting, you know, you know, who gives for free, you know, Disney ticket? And they did not receive, you know, nobody believed that he offered really, you know, Disneyland ticket. And one of the boys said, I'll get it. He run and grab it. You know, he just believe it and get it. What was the difference between that boy and the rest of the line? The boy believed, the rest of the line didn't believe. We go to church, somebody get healed, and next guy who sits next to you is still sick. What's the difference? Was the presence of God at the church? Yes. And I do believe God's presence is here. And He wants you to receive that healing, but very often we have our filters. And we say, no Lord, you know, I know sister so-and-so, she received healing because she did so-and-so. And I have to follow the same formula. And God says, no. In this case, God says, first thing, you have to have a faith. We see this guy, you know, the officer, 
you know, he said, Lord, I do know three things about you. That you can do great things and you have an authority and your word is so powerful. And he said, I am a guy who have under my authority people. And if I tell them to go, they go. If I will tell them to come, they come. If I will tell them to do something, they will do. And he said, I know you have authority. So another way you need to realize, there, you know, we do believe that God can heal some sickness, but not, you know, uncurable sickness. And sometimes we think, well, God can... You know, heal someone, but maybe not me. And I want to tell you, he has an authority to heal any sickness. My grandma was about um, late 70s when she was diagnosed with cancer. And we used to live in Russia at that time. And Moldova, actually, it's a small uh, republic now. It's independent. And uh, my father went to Ural to meet my grandma because she was you know, diagnosed with cancer, that's incurable disease, and, she, and, and plus she was already an old lady, and, you know, he thought, you know, probably I will not see my mom again while she's alive. He went and kind of spent time with her, came home, and just waiting when she's going to die to go for funeral. And uh, they, my uncle was at home when my grandma got up and started walking, and he thought probably, you know, before a person dies, sometimes he got some strength, and people think, okay, probably this is the last day. And she started walking and she says, no, I'm healed. And he said, no, no, mom, go back, you know, like to, to your bed. You know, you, you're sick. You know, doctor says you cannot walk. You, you know, he kind of prepared for himself. You know, he prepared to see his mom to be, you know, dying, you know. And she said, no, when I was on my bed, I saw white man came and he said, that I will be healed, and he touched me, and I'm healed, and she lived another probably eight years, and then she died as a you know elderly person, but she was healed. And very often we say, well, this person probably already it's time for him to departure to you know from this earth, and we don't need to pray. No, if they ask you to pray, you should pray. And I I would like just today spend more time in prayer. One thing I want you just to remove before we're gonna pray: fear. Say with me, fear. Some of you came with the fear and you think, well, Lord, what about if I will not be healed? You know, very often we, we start kind of make all kind of imagination and thinking, Lord, you know, like, I don't know if I will ever be healed. We have a fear. Listen, when you have a fear, you have no faith. You know, faith has to, you know, when you receive faith, the fear goes away. When you have a fa- fear, the faith goes away. So you need to just to receive it. And that guy says, Lord, just tell, me, tell just a word. That my and my servant will be healed. Very often we want to see some kind of manifestation in order for us to build our faith and receive healing. And I just want to tell you, you need just to hear word from God. And Bible says that He is, we are healed by His wounds. We celebrate resurrection of Jesus. And Bible says that He took upon Himself infirmities of all of us. That we can be healed. You know, you know, we live in an imperfect world. And very often we can easily get sick. Our body is an object of all kinds of sicknesses and disease. But one thing you have to know, you cannot allow yourself to let the fear get into your heart. Just believe in God. And if you pray and you don't receive, don't give up. Because God sometimes healing in the process. I remember one time in our church, I have a problem with my knee. 
And very often I felt like I'm an old guy. I'm only 42 years old, but very often I have such a pain in my knee. My knees, you know, especially when I spend too many hours on my feet, my, my, my knees start getting swollen up. And I, I was praying to God and nothing happened for about a year. I was praying and said, Lord, heal me. And, did, and God didn't heal me. I, I know that was a process. And one time there was a youth meeting in our church. And young kids came to our church and they preached about Jesus. They said, who wants to be healed? And here I'm pastor of this church. And I said, okay, well, I will go. You know, I, I'm going to come up and see if these guys can pray for me. They pray. And since that time, I don't have any problem on my knee. So God heals us. But very often we have an obstacles. You know, one of the obstacles that we have, sometimes we have in, uh, unforgiveness or resentment. And the Bible says if you cannot forgive your enemies or you cannot forgive others, God will not forgive you. We pray the prayer, Lord's prayer, and say, Lord, forgive me as I forgive others. As, a, as we're ministering to the people, I've seen so many times people have a resentment. And as they have a resentment, we pray and we pray and they never receive healing. And I know they should be healed. And as we start spending time with them, we can see they have some kind of resentment. And Satan has a room in the life of people who has resentment or unforgiveness. Even if you're right, 100%, and somebody offended you, in the name of Jesus, just release that person and say, Lord, I'm forgiving him and I'll let you take care of him. And as you release him, you will be blessed. One of the pastors, he said, I, I was in the ministry, I was ministering to the people, and I felt there is a stumbling block because pastor, who was in the same city, he was always saying negative stuff about me. He always kind of tried to bring some false accusation. And the one day God said to me, go and... Uh, just bless this guy somehow. So he went to the church and he said, what kind of needs do you have? And they were behind on their rent. And he paid for their, for, for their rent. And he said, the moment he you know, gave something to that person and forgave him, he said, some kind of heaviness just went away. And he said, I start continuing ministering and God start continuing blessing me. Very often we'll let Satan have a, a room in our life. If you have any unforgiveness, just let it go. Say, Lord, today I want to have my day. I want to be healed. I want to be restored. And I forgive those who offended me. And I receive you, Lord. And I expect you to do great things. And I would like to have someone, if you, you know, if um, whoever play piano, come and just accompany me as we're going to prepare our heart. And I would like to pray for you this morning. I'm not a healer, but we have a Jesus who heals. I just want to be obedient to him. I want to lay hands on you. I want to pray with you. But before that, I want to you just believe that Jesus, He took upon Himself your sickness, your infirmities, your problem. There was an exchange. And very often we come before God, we lay all, all our problems before Him. We come to receive healing. And once somebody prayed for us, we took all our burdens and we walk away. Don't take your burdens back with you. Leave it here. And as you walk away from here, and you, maybe you still feel some pain, but receive the healing and claim, proclaim. I remember a story about a uh, pastor. He, he said one story about a person. As they were praying for one person, he has a rod in his knee. And as he came to church, he wasn't able to walk. He has to kind of move. 
his leg and as they prayed he got healed and then he went to the doctor and the doctor could not figure out where is that rod, metal rod disappear it's, a, it's happening in our time that's not just New Testament like 2000 years ago some miracles occur some churches believe but I do believe God heals us today I remember one, one couple in our church they got married and, and the girl she was pregnant about 8 months she was pregnant and she noticed that her baby is not moving so she went to the doctor and doctor says your baby dead and you need, we need to abort this baby ASAP and she got so depressed she called us she called other people and we started praying and I said well go to another doctor she said well that's a Friday and they schedule already um, me to uh, to abort the baby on Saturday because they said it's very dangerous for your health and I said well let's just pray over the weekend and go on Monday to another doctor and we prayed and she went to another doctor and as she arrived to another doctor he checked and inspected and, she, and he said your baby is totally healthy and good baby and she gave birth in a month and that baby I mean that girl already about 6 years old she's normal baby healthy baby and I don't believe that doctors made mistake I do believe that's a prayer of saints probably resurrected baby to life and that was in our church. That's, I'm sure if I will ask you about testimonies from your church, your ministry, you will tell so many testimonies as God answered your prayers. So I want you today, as we're going to pray for you, come with expectation. Come with expectation. Come with expectation that God will heal you today. That God will restore your health. God will restore your emotional area. He will restore your soul. And I would like you, if you would, stand with me. And we're going to pray right now. We're going to invite the Spirit of God to come upon this congregation, upon you, upon this place. And God will touch you. Lord, we invite you. Holy Spirit, we invite you. We as a church, we know we have a great, great, great privilege to be a church. We are here because we love you, Lord. We believe in you. We trust in you, Lord. And I pray that you will bless us indeed. I pray that you will bless this congregation indeed. I pray that you will bless Pastor Don and Mary, Lord. I pray for leadership group that you will bless them indeed. I pray, Holy God, that you will bring miracles and power into this church. Lord, we come, we know that you are yesterday, today, and forever the same. You're not changed. But you, Lord, changing us. And today, I pray, Lord, that you will change, you will heal, you will restore. I pray, Father God, that the healing gifts will be released as we're praying, Lord. I pray that the, every person will receive you as a healer. Lord, I pray that you will touch every person. Maybe some of us, Lord, not in a good relationship with you. I pray, Lord, that you will restore those relationships. If there is any obstacles, Lord, in our faith, I pray just you remove them in Jesus' name. If there is any unconfessed sin, Lord, I pray today that you will remind us about those sins, Lord, and bring forgiveness in Jesus' name. I pray that you will bring restoration in Jesus' name. Church, just let's raise our hand before God. Lord, I'm praying right now that you will touch every person. 
I'm praying, Lord, that you will bring the glory of God into their families. Lord, I'm praying that you will restore the relationship of those who don't have any relationship in their houses. I pray, Lord, that you will bring glory and power upon every person, Lord. And we call you, we invite you, Lord. Come, Holy God, and touch us. Touch us, touch us. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name. I'm praying, in Lord, in Jesus' name. If anyone here need, a, need any, you need a healing this morning, and you come, you have some pain in your body, just raise your hand. I want to pray with you. Just raise and hold your hand, and we're going to pray together. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray, Lord, that you will heal every person who raise their hands. You are our healer. You are God who came to this earth that you will release the healing to those who believe. And today, Lord, we stand upon your words. By your wounds, we are healed. And as a church, Lord, we claim healing over our bodies. And we command any sickness and disease to depart and leave our body and never come back in Jesus' name. Lord, no matter what doctor says, we know that you are our doctor. You are our healer. And you are saying the last word. And this morning, Lord, I pray for the healing power to be released in Jesus' name. And those who raise their hand, if you would, please come forward. I would like to pray with you. We're going to pray with expectation. I would like us, Pastor Dan, also to help. And I would like to Pastor Russ to come and help me. And as we're going to pray, I just want you to pray with expectation. Don't rush. We're going to pray as long as we need to pray. I know you have a schedule. I know we have to follow the schedule. But if God wants you to be healed, just come with expectation. Lord, I have to be healed. I don't want to go from this place.